Hello, and welcome to You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. I'm Hubert Maitland. And this is episode 101. We are uh, recording on February 21st, 2021. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's been a week of some interesting uh, interesting things happening in the sports world. I don't know about you, Hubert, but... Uh, I, I thought this would be kind of a, a lull period, but there's been some uh, some interesting things that have popped up. Uh, interesting isn't even the word right now. Um, I'm <laughs> I am fully aware of the gravitude of. I'm trying to sound smart. I don't know, sound smart. It just it's been a weird <laughs> week. Uh, my Eagles have made some moves. We'll talk about if it's good or bad or not. Teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, my Eagles have made some good moves, or bad moves, or any kind of moves. <laughs> Just moves in general. That's the uh, the virtual background that you have there. I hear you representing. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, listen, you know how we do it here. Everyone has an opinion when it comes to sports, but I think that we should just sit back, relax, and enjoy the uncertainty of sports and entertainment around the world because I don't know, and you don't know, Jack. Jack. All right, let's get into it. A lot of stuff to cover today. So uh, I guess we should just, uh, you know, start out West. Start out West with the good old Los Angeles Lakers. Those Lakers. This is is a very interesting hot take, man. What what do you got? uh, What is your analysis on the Lakers halfway through the season? My analysis is, one, LeBron James is not, he doesn't have it anymore. I mean, did you see the, did you see the video, the, the, the highlight of, at a Bam Adebayo blocking uh, LeBron James the way LeBron James blocked Iguodala in the in the finals. That yes, was what you said wasn't a real block, by the way. It wasn't because he had double clutch. <laughs> LeBron, did, Le- LeBron, LeBron had to did know he LeBron definitely double clutched last night. Getting there, I was getting. <laughs> LeBron did have to double clutch last night. I will say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that same energy. He did have to double clutch last night. But still, though, the way he came in and blocked uh, LeBron yeah. James, I was like, serves you right for <laughs> in that block in that in the finals. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, Iguodala, that's my boy. Yeah, no, that was interesting. Bam, I, I got to tell you, man, Bam Adebayo, he's a beast, and he deserves all the money that he's going to get paid. Or I, I don't know if he just signed a contract or he's about to, but, um, yeah, Bam Adebayo is is an absolute beast. He had that block against Jason Tatum in the bubble yeah. to kind of seal that win at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, he is he's just a, an incredible talent, um, and he, he played really well last night. Uh, yeah. But to your point, LeBron did not play well last night. I mean, he wasn't even the leading scorer. That is your team when AD is not on the floor, and you and Kuzma scores more than you. Come on, man. I mean, I'm 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 mm-hmm. not a LeBron hater anymore. I'm not gonna say that I, I'm I'm a lover of LeBron James, but I'm not gonna say I hate on him anymore <laughs> since he left the, the Cavs and actually went somewhere else and won something, uh, which means I had to have the same energy with uh, Tom Brady, but I don't. I'm I'm a hypocrite now, <laughs> but still, um, yeah. Since since. You know, LeBron's getting old. He's 36 years old. He's, he, you know, basketball is a two-way sport. It's a two-way sport. Everybody has to play two ways every single night. Um, yep. So LeBron, you know, he, he, he's still doing it at 36, but he's not doing it at the level he's been doing it. So when AD, AD is not on the floor, uh, it's going to be tough sledding for the, for the Lakers. 
Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. 80, I think they said 80 is out potentially for a month or so. Um, was it an ankle weeks. sprain? I don't it, know, Jack. It was, um, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was either ankle sprain or, or a calf sprain, one of the two. Um, it had something to do with his calf. So he was, he was going to be out for at least two to three weeks. Um, that was last week, I believe, that they that that happened. So he's going to be out for a while. I mean, they dropped to, they dropped the game to the Nets on Saturday on on Friday night, um, and then they dropped two the second game in a row uh, last night. So mm-hmm. they're gonna have to pick it up. They're gonna have to pick it up. They, everybody's gunning for them right now. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, 80s injury, uh, according to CBS, um, is a calf strain, like you said, and he's estimated to miss four, four weeks. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, definitely going to be reevaluated before that time timeline. Uh, but with the All Star break coming up, I just don't see him returning before the All Star break. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I take my time because you know, even though the Eagle, uh, the Eagles, the La- the Lakers, uh, <laughs> lost my 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 mind's on the Eagles right now. Uh, even though the Lakers have lost two in a row, they're still in prime position. They're what second in the in the West behind um, the Utah Jazz of all. Oh, not just the Jazz. Yeah, Utah yeah. Jazz all team. The, the Jazz so, are twenty four and six up there, and they're actually tied with the Clippers now because of that loss. So um, yeah, I, I they're, know the they're technically in third place, right? And the Clippers are playing today, so I, I don't. I I think the last I saw the score, your uh, your Magic were keeping up with the the Clippers uh, today. So I don't know. I, I think if the Clippers drop that one, they're still in second place. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I have no idea if the Magic are going to win because the Magic are not very good. But, you know, they did beat the Warriors the other day, so that was kind of cool. Well, that's, not um, that's, that's not hard to beat the Warriors right now. Well, I mean, the Warriors are a playoff team and the Magic are not a playoff team. So that was that was rough. That was it's very, the, very rough. New year. Whatever playoff team was last year is not going to be a playoff team this year. Look at the Heat. Um, yeah, I think the... Generally speaking, the Heat are going to figure it out. They're they're number ten right now, and they'll they'll get back into the mix. Um, the Warriors being in the mix in the Western Conference, I, I could not believe it at all. Like they're they're number eight. They're obviously not doing that well, but um, yeah, the fact that they're even in there is surprising to me because Steph has to score like fifty points a game. But which but he, I digress. Well, he gets paid to do that. Uh, if he he got a nice major, what is it, a supermax deal? Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I would have expected him to, to score fifty every night since that uh, sign, that contract was signed. Uh, so we're st- we're That's, actually letting Steph off the hook right now. Steph uh, needs to be in that team. Yeah. <laughs> Steph needs to be in that team every single night. That's, yeah, but I. I- Okay, so you know that's fair. You get paid a lot of money. You have to um, be the leading scorer. You got to be the best player on the on the court at all times. That's that's very true. But name a player that's been able to do that and actually win. Like LeBron. No, LeBron? Yes. I mean, even LeBron, when he wins, he has people around him. Uh, not, not in the Cavs. Well. Yeah. With the Cavs, you have Kevin Love. Kevin Love played and Kyrie played. I wouldn't say Kevin Love was a primary player. Uh, I, I would say he was a great role player. Kyrie, uh, he, he only rose to stardom, I guess, that season. But, I mean – then again, if he didn't hit that shot, I mean, if LeBron doesn't carry that team, it's it's not he doesn't get to that point. So, I I, I still think that LeBron was a was the catalyst that 
drove that whole team without yeah. him. Look at him now. Like the Cavs dropped. They they need they haven't made the playoffs since he left, basically. So he's he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that brings up a good point. You you were talking about um is it AD's team, right? Are the Lakers officially Anthony Davis's team? I I think so in some ways, but more importantly, I just think it takes more than one person. I just think it takes more oh. than one person to win. Plain yeah, and simple. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct. It does take more than one person. But if that one person is is like a generational player, then he covers for a lot of things that you're going to miss on that team. I mean, look at uh Tom Brady, for instance. Tom Brady, I know I don't like the guy. Uh in, in, is this Tom Brady praise? <laughs> I, I thought about what you said last week, so I'm, I'm gonna give him credit. In New England, when they had zero, he still took them to the playoffs. They had zero, that he still took them to the playoffs. So, and you know, he did have good defenses, but generally speaking, he never had weapons on offense. Exactly. I mean, uh, Nikhil Harry, uh, he's you know he's inconsistent. You know, he's not he's not really the guy. He had Julian Edelman, but he's old. So, I mean, no, yeah. no running game. I mean, he had a decent defense to, to kind of back him up, but it was all him. So, yeah. He, I, would, I, he would throw to a lot of wide receivers that were former quarterbacks. I think Deion right. Branch was a former quarterback in, in college. Right. Um, Julian Edelman was a former quarterback in college. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, like, lower draft picks or even undrafted guys. So, right. um, you know, then again, he did also have Randy Moss and then you saw the numbers that he put up with Randy Moss. So it's, it is what it is. It takes a team. It takes yeah, a team. It all goes to show. Like I said, yeah. Like you said, you know, at some point you got to have people around you to win. And uh, they did a really good job of, of pairing LeBron James with uh, Anthony Davis and Kuzma and all those guys. And that's why they won it last year, even though, it's probably one of the hardest years to win a championship in a bubble in a pandemic mm-hmm. with no fans, you know, no off season that, you know, just condensed everything. Was, that was probably the hardest uh, part of the whole thing, but Hey, mm-hmm. you to, you to go through that and win a championship and come back the next year and be number two in the, in the, in the um, Western conference yeah. Western conference. That's big. That yeah. Is- I mean, we're, we're not talking about a horrible team here, right? They're 22 and nine 80 gets better. You know, obviously, like you said, this is a lot of what they do runs through AD. So right. they need him on the on the court in order to win. Um, but I'll, I'll say this after saying all of that, you know, it takes a team. It takes more than one guy to win. Last night, when LeBron James didn't take the last shot, they were down by two. They had a chance to tie and he didn't take the last shot. He passed it to um, the GOAT, uh, Alex Caruso. I, I just, I, I get it. You're, you're, you're goat. double teamed. <laughs> hey man, that's what they call him. The goat, the goat. Um, yeah. Well, he was double teamed, but I just feel like, you know what? In that moment, Kobe would have found a way to get the shot off. No? I mean, they're two. I, I feel like they're two different players though. LeBron wants to make the right play. Kobe wanted to make the shot like that. There are two different yeah. players. Like LeBron, I, I can't hate on that, on that, uh, on that, uh, uh, what you call it, the mentality, mentality. Yeah. The mentality of always wanting to get the right play at the right time. Like the right play, yeah. it, you can still lose on a good shot. That, I mean, that's yeah. just what it is. You can still, you get a good look, you miss the shot, you lose. If, you, if you're down by a couple points or four points or whatever, hit a three, <laughs> still you lose. Like it, you're still going to lose on a good shot. But you, yeah. if nine times out of 10, you made the right play, you're going to win. 
Like that's that's just what it is. So the true, but, but it, it goes back to what you said about you know when you are paid that much money. I don't think the owner, if I was a team owner, right? If you were a team owner, if Randy was a team owner, <laughs> you know, yeah. you would you would want that guy that you're paying fifty percent of the, the salary cap to, or twenty five percent of the salary cap to, to take that last shot. And you know, in a game like this, obviously it's a regular season game. It's not a big deal. It's not the playoffs. It's not a championship. But even if you know you're shooting seven for twenty one, I, I feel like he was like sick or under the weather. I, I, that whole game was just a weird. <laughs> Yeah, he scored 19 points. Uh, he 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 was on the floor most of the night. You on the like, it's like, say, if you are able to suit up and play, I expect 100%, even though you're not 100%, I expect 100%. True, and again, to to your point about him being a super max or uh, you know, just uh, taking up a large chunk of the salary cap. Yeah, he's got to do it. He's got to uh, do a little bit better. I, I will say Kyle Kuzma, man, he really took over at, in that fourth quarter, and I expected him to actually hit a three that he missed to take the lead. So, you know, Lakers are in turmoil, but um, they'll figure it out. I I, I want to see what happens after the All-Star break. For me, as much as a basketball fan as I am, I, it's, it's after the All-Star break for me. What happens after the All-Star break yeah, kind of determines everything. That's the most important thing. I mean, the, the, the beginning sets you up. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily be a thing. Like, look at the the Wizards. The Wizards right now climbing, and they're climbing. Yeah. They're starting to win games. They're starting to figure this out. After the All Star break, they could they could make a push. They yeah, push for that eighth, seventh, sixth spot. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely more inclined to believe the Wizards will make the playoffs than the uh, Orlando Magic, my team. So, um, yeah, I just think the Wizards yeah. have a lot of talent, and they can little- they can definitely do it. <laughs> no, nah, man, I just. Ooh, the, the magic they have they have some talent but they just cannot put it together um anyways we've been talk, talking about the all-star break the all-star game is going to be very different this year they're putting all of our all-star, all-star weekend into one day that's going to be sunday march 7th um they are going to do the what's that that is a lot happening yeah, a lot to happen on one day, but I think they'll make it work. Uh, it's going to be the skills competition as well as a three-point competition before the game. Then they're going to have the first half of the game. Uh, then the halftime will include the slam dunk competition. And then after that, the conclusion of the uh, the All-Star game. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Obviously, with coronavirus, still a an issue. It's top of the mind for every league, every person um, in America right now, especially. Um they had to figure out if they could even do it. Um, I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I just hope that everything kind of works out and everybody stays safe and uh, we get a, a decent show. It's you got to adapt and adjust, right? Adapt and adjust. That's the, that's the name of the game. My question is, will they have the uh, celebrity game? That's my question. Cause they usually have the yeah, I, night before uh, and then they yeah. have well, the Friday before, and then they have the um, skills competition, all that Saturday night. Then the Sunday is the game, so I want to know if they're actually going to have a celebrity game. I, I wouldn't say I would say no. Uh, you know, I'm I'm all for letting this letting letting these couple of years of the pandemic write themselves off and then come back. Once yeah, it calms down. I'm I'm always, I've always been a proponent of that, but you know. Yeah, exactly. I I don't think there's a a good business reason to put celebrities at risk, to put players at risk, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, the All Star Celebrity Game. I, I I doubt what that will happen. I'll have to continue looking to see if that will happen, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right, 
big, big news of the week. Uh, this this clip from Draymond has just been circulating on every uh, sports talk radio show or, or TV show. Um, yes. And this is just a very big discussion about contracts, how much power players have versus how much power owner, owners have. Um, you know, just the, the battles between uh, uh, trading players and letting players know that they're potentially going to be traded uh, just because of all the things that are happening right now before the trade deadline. Um, Draymond had a lot to say. Had a, had a lot to say. Um, I know Hugh, you immediately texted me the day after. I was like, what is going on? Before the game, uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. So so what were your, what were your feelings on what he said? So basically, I surprisingly agree with Draymond. Like, I mean, I feel like organizations, I, I understand that you're getting paid from the organization and that you, once you can pay the organization, they have the right to do, you know, whatever they want. If they have, you have the money, it's the old saying, if you have the money, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, your product is the players. So if you're not keeping the players happy, you're not going to make the money that you want to. I mean, same thing. If I go to Walmart and they keep on producing bad product, well, why would I continue to go to Walmart? and spend my money somewhere that that won't give me the quality that I need. I mean, yes. these guys are getting paid. Yes, they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do to play a game. Like we call it a game. I mean, it's a game. But then again, these guys put in way more hours than we do during the week. I mean, and that doesn't include off season when they have to keep their bodies in shape. They have to continue to get better at, at as far as mental game, making sure they understand their, their responsibilities, techniques. Like, it's not just, mm-hmm. all right, well, we're, we're, we're playing 82 games. These, between the, 80, the first game and the 82nd game are the whatever you go into the playoffs, that's it. You know, I can go do whatever I want after that. Like, we would, I mean, if, like, say teachers. Like, if teachers wanted to have a, 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 a summer off, they can just do whatever they want and not have to worry about you know, and that's not this on teachers. That's just a, a an example. You teachers can go for all for a couple couple weeks or so and be like, all right, I don't have to worry. I'm gonna eat what I want, do what I want. Then I come back and then get back into the the swing of uh, uh, lesson planning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Players can't do that. Players yeah. they have maybe a week to do what they want. You know, get 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 to where they can just do whatever they want. Then they gotta get back on it. Okay, I can't get I can't get too heavy. I gotta watch what I eat. Got to work out, got to watch film, make sure, you know, get prepared for the next season. You know, it's it's all mm-hmm. constantly a mental thing or constantly a physical thing. And so, yeah, if that's the case, I should have say in how 
the organization handles my contracts, how the organization mm-hmm. handles uh, communication when I'm going to be traded or if I'm going to be released. I should have a say in that because I'm signing the contract. I have I have <laughs> my rights too. So I agree with Draymond. I'm like, there has to be a level of respect between the organization and the players. The uh, you know, it's just like 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 what is it that um, broadcaster t- told LeBron James just shut up and dribble. That's not that is <laughs> that is not that is not the attitude we need to be taking with uh, employees or contract workers or anything like that. If if I'm paid to do a job, you want me to do it well, pay me well, make sure I get the respect that I deserve. Yes, we'll have a mutual relationship that way. But if you're going to be like, okay, so I paid you, so you do whatever I tell you to do. Nah, I'm not going to. You can have that money back. I go somewhere else. I'll pay me a little less, but give me the respect I deserve. That That's just, I, and I feel like that's what Draymond Green was talking about. Uh, I I personally agree with, with his take on the organization versus the players. There was a lot more in there, but that was the main thing that I agree with him with. Yeah. Yeah. There was a a lot, um, you know, some of the specific examples of what happened with Andre Drummond versus what happened with James Harden and and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. I I keep trying to figure out what is the solution. And the only thing I can think of is like, all right, everybody just gets a one-year contract. (laughs) <laughs> like just I, stop, I am down with that. Yes. Yeah. Just stop the long-term contract and just say, this is what you're worth to the organization for one year. There's going to be a no trade clause, which right. would be interesting. Right. So there would be no trading during the season. I don't know if anybody would agree with that, but for me, I, I, I don't agree with that, but why that's the thing. Like, why does it matter? Like, why do I need to make a trade during the middle of the season? Well, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not even thinking about it from the organization's perspective. I'm thinking about it from the player's perspective. Cause if I, if anything, I'd be, I'd be in a player's perspective uh, because I'm watching it. I'm watching them play on the court every day or every night or whatever. Like I don't want to go into something and say, I love the city of say Houston. I'm playing the city of Houston and all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, I get a call. I've been traded. I mean, there has to be some kind of communication. Now on the back end of that, yeah. Um, if I'm unhappy with the city of Houston, mm-hmm. um, there is that other that other other side we got to talk about. Because if I request a trade, uh, don't tell the don't tell me don't don't the player shouldn't be telling the organization I'm not I'm gonna sit out because I you know I don't feel like playing. Yeah, you, you, it's your professional responsibility to play. We're paying you to play. It's your professional responsibility to show up every night. If I request a trade then that means I don't want to be here. Trade me anyway. Like if the player doesn't want to be there, they're not going to play to their best, uh, um, to their best ability. So they, they deserve to be traded either way. So there's two sides to the coin. Yeah. But that's why I, I, the only solution I can see, and it's, it's not great. You know, if you're loyal to a team, it doesn't matter what the players are. Right. right. Now, most people will say I'm loyal to the team. I'm, I'm supporting them. And then I support them more when they start winning. Um, it doesn't matter that you're going to have a new quarterback in, in Philly. You're still going to be a Philly fan, right? right? Exactly. So I think if you say we have one year contracts, no trades during the season, then what happened with James Harden wouldn't have even been a story. Right. Because during the off season, he would have just been like, no, I'm not resigning with Houston. And he would have been gone. But I mean, so, but how, but there's a thing though, that there's, there are instances where your star players 
can bring down the whole team. Like you can have a, a dynamic nucleus of a team and your mm-hmm. star player doesn't want to be there. He becomes toxic. When he becomes toxic, there goes the morale. There goes the uh, any possibility of that team being successful. So I feel like if a player doesn't want to be there and he's mm-hmm. made it clear in the media, he's made it clear in the locker room, he's made it clear to uh, upper management, there, there shouldn't be any, there shouldn't be any discussion or delay of, oh, I, I'm going to keep him because he's a star player. He's not going to do what you want the star player to do. He's going to, yeah, he'll, he may get on the court so he can get a paycheck, but that's it. Trade him. Mm-hmm. There's no point in keeping him. So I mean that, and from that perspective, I'm like, keep the trades just so disgruntled players like Deshaun Watson, he comes out, he shows up every single day. Uh, this uh, every single Sunday this past year, but he was disgruntled yeah. with the team. Like, and now they're saying they don't want to trade him. That is absolutely bogus. He doesn't yeah. want to be there. You're not going to be successful moving forward, even with his star ability. He, yeah, he's going to show up. He may show up Sunday in and Sunday out, but at the, at the end of the day, he's not going to put in the work to uh, make sure that he reads uh, 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 defenses like he should. He's not going to put in work. He's like, oh, I did what I need to do. I'm going to go sit on the side of the bench. Yeah, that's not, that's not the attitude that younger players need to have. To or watching him coming in, rookies coming in, saying, "Okay, he's a leader. We need to we need to uh, take our examples from him because he's not going to care." So trade him anyway. That's my that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah. There's a level of professionalism on, on both sides. It's like, yeah, if, if you if the player is disgruntled, that's bad. If the organization's like, ah, we can't win with this guy, that's also bad. Also bad because um, yeah. I I think that in some ways. Uh, what we'll talk about a little later with Carson Wentz, like they kind of knew early on in the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's the only risk with, um, with the solution that I'm proposing. It's like, okay, if, if two months into the season, you realize, oh crap, this is not going to work. Um, then yeah, yeah. You, you know, not having the ability to trade people is going to, is going to be bad. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. I think uh, obviously the owners are like, I, I want to be able to plan for the long term. I want to be able to lock up good players. So I don't see the one year contract thing happening, but um, we'll see what, um, what people say. We'll see what, what happens. Um, Draymond definitely brought a, a, up a good conversation, but the power has always been with the team owners and the GMs. Um, and, oh. and we'll see how much power the players have in the future. I mean, the the, play, the players are the key to the game. Like nobody goes, like I, t- I tell you all the time when they say, "Okay, you just they see they getting play they getting paid to play this this game. They they get paid good money to play a game. They just need to shut up and do what they do." I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, it's it's a job. It is a job that yeah. they go to. It's their livelihood. And guess what? They are who are put. They are who people go to see nobody's going to see uh jerry jones nobody cares about jerry jones sitting in the box in the, in the owner's box they're going so that's to- a that's a really good point that's a really good point are you are you going to see sorry to cut you but are you going to see the philadelphia eagles like i think you are when you turn on the tv you're going to watch the philadelphia eagles yeah i want watch- it, it may not be jerry jones it may not be uh what's his name lori or yeah jeffrey lori yeah, jeffrey lori Here's the thing. Even even as an Eagles fan, if there was nothing, there was not a good product on the field. I'm not necessarily going to watch the, the the whole. I might start the game, but I'm not going to watch the Eagles game all the way through. Like I want to see. Yeah, but if they're winning, you'll watch. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So if you're winning, usually you have a good nucleus of a team. You have uh, a couple of star players that are fantastic. I mean, you 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 saw uh, D. Jacks when he was younger back in 2008. 
like lighten it up. You know, Michael Vick, you had all these guys. They're the people that put butts in seats. You're not going to see, you're not going to be, go to the organization, okay, I need to support Jeffrey Lurie in um, going to watching the Eagles game. Like, I'm not, I'm not going there to support Jeffrey Lurie. I'm going to see action. I'm going to go see the players play. And that, gotcha. that's the, that's, that's what me putting the product on the field means. Like, I want to see quality product. I'm not here to yeah. see. So if you had a bunch of undrafted guys and your offense was basically all running, <laughs> would you I still go see? Watch, I probably wouldn't watch the game. Even if I, they were winning? Yeah. Mm, I mean, usually you're not going to win with that type of play. I, I'm saying what I'm saying is, is like, if you didn't have these crazy star players and it was truly a team effort, I'm thinking about basketball because there's a good analogy. Uh, the, the San Antonio Spurs and the Detroit Pistons, mm -hmm. two teams that won championships with arguably you know, star players, but they weren't great. They weren't like the super exciting star players. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're winning, I think people will watch no matter what. I probably would tune in to maybe one or two good games. But other than that, if there's no excitement, honestly, I wouldn't like, I, I need to see players that, that play at a high level, create great. Like I, I want to see 50 yard bombs and great catches. I want to see big hits. I want to see, you know, uh, quarterbacks and 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 all that throw from weird angles, like getting sacked, going to the ground. That's the stuff I want to see. I don't want to see just running the ball 15 times. I did that in high school. All we did was run the ball 15 times. <laughs> we, we won. We won some games in high school, but we ran the ball. 15, there's no excitement in running the ball 15 times and then going back, like going three and out and going to the sideline. There's no excitement in that. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Um... Yeah, I think most people are loyal to the team, but you're right. They they want to see exciting players on the team. But, man, like, as soon as that player, like James Harden in Houston, has issues, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I don't like James Harden anymore. Right. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still loyal to the Rockets. So it's it's just this weird give and take, and we'll, we'll figure out what happens there because um, I, I just think it's a, it's a fascinating conversation to have that, you know, players nowadays have way more power than they've ever had, and um, – We'll see if the, the leagues decide to adjust. Way more, but not enough, in my opinion. <laughs> well, maybe players will have to create their own leagues at some point. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, a very sad note that we have to touch on quickly. Uh, we want to uh, send our prayers and our, our thoughts to the family of Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson was a wide receiver uh, in the NFL. He passed away on February 15th. Uh, he was found in his hotel room by uh, medical staff. Um, this was in Tampa. I, I'm, they're not releasing uh, any official news, any COD cause of death. Um, yeah, we, not, as of not yet. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't want to speculate at all, but um, it, it's, it's definitely sad. The only thing that I saw uh, as of today was the, the simple fact that they think that he died uh, two or three days before, but they found, they just, they found, they found him on February 15th, but they think that he died a couple of days before that. Cause um, there was no movement in his, in his room. He never left. Um, there was, you know, all this that was going on. And then they finally went in and saw his body, tried to move him and uh, he wasn't responsive. So mm -hmm. the thought process is he died uh, a couple of days before, which is actually really, really sad. So. Yeah, very sad. And this is after, you know, he played for the Bucks and the the Chargers. 
Uh, the Bucks just won the Super Bowl um, February 7th, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And so this was February 15th when they found him right after they won. Uh, I believe he was in Tampa, Florida as well. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, it's just, it's very, very sad. Um, obviously we'll get more information. Um, we hope it had nothing to do with CTE. Again, I'm just speculating, but um, you know, just very sad. He had, he played in over 150 games, had over 9,000 yards receiving uh, 57 touchdowns. Um, seemed like an all-around good guy, productive guy, um, professional, um, and it's just sad to 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 lose him at the age of uh, 38, I believe. Yep. Yeah, 38. Well, yeah, rest in peace. Um, hopefully, uh, prayers go to his family um, and mm-hmm. the Bucks and the Chargers organization that he played for. So, yeah, continue. Yeah. This 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 uh this life is rough sometimes. It is. It is. It's, um, it's very tough. It's very tough to, um, as we go along, things just don't always turn out as we want them to, um, case in point, I think the, the career of Serena Williams is, oh man, it's, it's on a lifeline. Um, it's just not, um, where she wants to be. Um, you know, obviously she's getting older, um, but you know, this recent Australian open, uh, she just didn't have enough to win against Naomi Osaka, um, and she and uh, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. Um, I you know Serena is the goat. Nothing will ever take away from the fact that she um, you know is one of the greatest three Grand Slams. Yeah, she's uh, probably her and Steffi Graf. When it comes down to it, those are the two women tennis players. Um, and you know she, that's what she'll always be be known for. Um, oh, I I am very sorry. Naomi Osaka won the Australia Open, but it wasn't the championship that they played in. Mm-mm. It was, was the semifinal. Semifinal, yeah. Semifinal. I apologize. I don't know Jack. Jennifer uh, Jennifer Brady was the one that Naomi beat to win the the final championship. Um, Yes. Yeah, it was the semis that I'm sorry. I should have put that on the on the sheet better. Um, No, no, it's okay. I don't know Jack (laughs) (laughs) with the name. Uh, Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was it's it's exciting to see young players dominate. Um, We don't know how many grand slams or um, opens that will that Naomi Osaka will win, but she is tearing up the league right now. Um, Yeah, great young player. Uh, um, and Serena, like, like you said, uh, Serena's slowed down a little bit. Uh, I honestly think, you know, this is a great time to reevaluate, uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's next. Um, is it, do you want to keep going? Do you want to change up your, your training routine? Do you want to kind of do something different or, or is this, I mean, Serena's set for life. She, she doesn't have to worry about anything. So yeah. is, would this be the end of, of a again a generational player yeah she is a generational player um and it would be i mean it'd be a great way to go out it would be yeah i i think so i think this might be her last year she's you know 39 years old again speculating i have no inside knowledge but 39 years old um uh osaka dominated the the semifinal of six three six four so beat her in uh, straight sets and uh, I I don't know. For Serena, it's been a while. Obviously, she's a mother. She's um, got other businesses that she's very engaged with. Um, 
So, you know, Father Time is undefeated, and maybe it's it's time for her to maybe uh, slow down a bit. Um, yes. You know, I say that, but then, you know, Tiger Woods is still out there doing his thing. Uh, Tom Brady's still out there doing his thing. So, you know, if Serena wants to continue playing, then by all means, continue playing. But, um, yeah, these young challengers are really stepping up. Yeah, that's what I said when I was out there playing Ultimate Frisbee today. I was like, Father Time just caught up with me. But I, <laughs> I just think I'm old. I just think I'm slow. And um, yeah. Yeah, um, man. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna get out there, start running some uh some uh 40 yard dashes, doing some drills as soon as the weather gets a little bit better. Uh prayers to Houston or not Houston, Texas, the whole state of Texas, oh. um, and everything that they've gone through. Yeah. Um it's just insane to see what's happening. Um oh. to so sorry the 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 weather um you know getting snow when you're not used to getting snow getting that freezing um uh you know the ice and all of that making it hard to travel and then on top of that to have those rolling blackouts on top of that i can't i just can't imagine so uh, we definitely want to give a quick shout out to everybody um in houston and or excuse me in texas mm -hmm. <laughs> there are more cities than just houston and texas <laughs> yeah exactly austin <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, we definitely they're want to ice, um, pray pray for them. Yeah, they're in the ice age right now, like the movie. So yeah, uh, yeah, we just we just want to just remember them. You know, a lot of people died. I think it's like last count. I think it was like twenty some people died. I'm not sure. I don't know, Jack. Don't quote me on that. But there were <laughs> a lot of that that were affected, um, and so we just want to continue to pray for them. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Yes, that was just a quick note. And then we also want to make sure that you give us a chance. Follow us on YDKG Podcast. Give us uh, a for, Yeah, give us a chance. Give us a follow. That's that's more accurate. Give us a follow. I uh, follow. Yeah, YD, uh, YDKG Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, go ahead and uh, just add us on all the socials and uh, and listen and subscribe on the, your podcast as well. And, and give us a rating. I would love to see all those five stars out there. Exactly. Five stars. Not one, not two, not three, five stars. Um, you could do a four. <laughs> it's fine if you do a four, but you know, five stars. No, no. It's it's the best or nothing. <laughs> that's what we bring, right? That's the energy that we bring every every podcast. So that's what we expect from the fans, the best exactly. or nothing. Exactly. <laughs> And that's what the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to do as well. They they want the best. They want to win another championship. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> I'm trying to be positive, man. I'm trying to be positive about everything that has gone on gone on. We realistic. We we don't. We really don't want to win. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been tough. So the organization is in flux. They have fired their head coach, Doug Peterson, who, you know, famously won the championship um, with uh, Nick Foles as the, the backup quarterback. Uh, they fired the defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, um, and the assistant head coach um, has has left. Uh, is that is that Deuce Staley? Deuce Staley. Yep. He uh, Staley. He uh, uh, got a position. Uh, so I think it's the same position that he was at. It was running backs coach and assistant. I mean, I don't know what that means. Assistant head coach, like the head coach goes down. That's the assist. That's the guess. The head coach. I mean, this is like a designated survivor thing. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he was the assistant head coach and the running backs coach, and yeah, yeah he um, he uh, left and went to 
Detroit. He was he's he is now the uh, running backs and running backs coach and assistant head coach um, in Detroit. So for Detroit, okay, okay, good for Deuce. Deuce was a, a very good player. Uh, had a lot of good years very in the good. NFL. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, he had uh, those uh, three running backs in that Super Bowl run. Oh man, that was that was just such a good backfield for you guys. Um, yeah. But anyways, you know, a lot going on, and then none bigger than the trade of Carson Wentz. Wentzylvania has been renamed. Um, it will no it's longer relocated. It's been relocated. It's not renamed. It's just relocated to somewhere else. Well, now in Indianapolis now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, you can't call it Wentzylvania in Indianapolis. Wentzylnapolis. <laughs> It just doesn't have the same. It doesn't have the same ring to it. It's just weird. It's weird. So that 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 city is now abandoned, and he's on his way. And I will let you take it from here because I know you have deep feelings about Mr. Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles moves this offseason. I don't know about deep feelings because again, loyalty to the organization, not the player. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. Joking. Um, I, I, I appreciate everything that, that Carson Wentz did for us. I mean, when we, when we drafted him, he was a, you know, a number, what, two draft pick. He was the second, second overall draft pick in the 2016 or 2017 draft. Um, yeah, yeah I was I mean, very, very surprised by that. He, he, he started out rough, but he, he came into his own the second year in 2017, uh, had a, phenomenal year when he went when we went to the Super Bowl like he was MVP-esque uh and then ended up getting injured which you know every every player gets injured at some point in this game it's a it's a uh as a violent sport so any player can uh expect to get injured uh in the game I mean even the best players like Donald like Aaron Donald had had to get had gotten hurt last year where he couldn't play in what the last playoff game he was in last year. So mm-hmm. every player is going to get hurt. Uh, but you know, he did what he needed to do to put, put that team in position to win a championship, getting them 13 and three um, put up spectacular numbers after that got hurt again, you know, got hurt again. I mean, mm-hmm. and the, and to kind of come out and hear that relationship between Doug and, and Wentz, went downhill especially this year that was disappointing and i don't know if that's a wince thing i don't know if that's a doug thing we don't have any info on that but i'm just disappointed in both of those guys for you know the the lack of professionalism when it when they were you know they have been a successful team like Mm -hmm. winning a championship winning a super bowl is the pinnacle of that sport and to go from that and just go downhill like that is just sad. Um, yeah, that was real quick. That was just really weird to me because Doug Peterson was a former quarterback. So you would think that his relationship with quarterbacks, as long as the, the young quarterback is continuing to improve and right. learn and and go through his progressions uh, well, that that, w- that relationship wouldn't sour. So right. I'm really interested to see how that fell apart. I mean, I wish they can go into a 30 for 30, but I'm yeah. the cameras weren't rolling at that time. Um, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I, 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 I follow a, a couple of groups on Facebook. 
Excuse Ooh, me. that's dangerous. I, I yeah, it is. <laughs> I, uh, I actually dropped a couple, uh, two or three of them because they were just getting so weird. But um, <laughs> I, I the internet and every and, and there's there's two sides. There was the Wentz haters and there's Wentz lovers. You know what I'm saying? I, I I like everything in life. I try to I try to fall. Uh, I try to put myself somewhere in the middle. So I I you know I'm not too high on Wentz, but then I'm not dogging him either. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Wentz struggled this year. He struggled mightily this year, but his body of work versus the fact that everybody on our team was pretty much injured at some point in yeah. the season, combined with a pandemic, which we had no off season, and all this stuff that happened. I mean, that's that just makes for a bad recipe for especially a team that's in was this close to turmoil, and. Mm-hmm. A lot of play, a lot of a lot of fans that I, that I follow on this group thing um, said that Wentz was probably one of the worst. You know, his statistically, he was one of the worst quarterbacks. But you're going off of one year. You're going off of one year of work. Now, yeah. if it was if it was carrying on to the next year, um, like if 2021, and he was still having the same issues, still doing. I mean, yes, then you have a legitimate argument. But these same people use that rationale about Carson Wentz being so bad to say Jalen Wentz, Jalen Hurts was that good off of three games. Like, <laughs> Jalen Hurts only won one of those three games, maybe two. I think it was two of those. He played what four games in all last year? Yeah, I think he played. Are you talking about starts or just games starts. in general? Starts. He started um, four games. Yeah, up. I think he started. Two, uh, four games. Yes, he started four games. Um, he went one for three. One for three. three yes. yeah. So with that body of work, you're saying that Jalen Hurts is better than Carson Wentz. Yes, he had more experience playing with the second team than Carson Wentz because you know the second team. That's what you go through during the season, and at the beginning of the season, you had pretty much all your starters. Uh, so the body of work that Jalen Hurts got was with the second teamers. Of course, he's going to play better, have more uh, chemistry with the second teamers. That being said, he still won one game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was not that much better. Uh, so in, so basically all I'm, try, I'm going on to say, we didn't deserve Carson Wentz this year. So I'm glad <laughs> that he left Philadelphia. Uh, I, I wish him the best. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't root for him because he's on another team. Uh, that'll be disloyal to my team. So I can't root for him, for him to for success, but I can say that I wish him the best going forward. I'm glad that he got an organization that's going to appreciate him. That's going to uh, protect him. That's going to give him the weapons that he needs. Uh, and this an organization that's, that's well run from the top down. Uh, our, our organization is a mess right now. Uh, and it starts with Howie. Uh, 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 <laughs> That's your general manager, right? He's 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 got to go. Um, he put us in this mess with the salary cap. I mean, we talked about this. Him pushing, restructuring deals, uh, pushing stuff back, restructuring more deals. Now we are over salary cap. Uh, you know, we have to cut people. We have to pay them dead dead cap money. I mean, we're just we're a mess right now. And that's just because, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, that's his, that's his responsibility. Yeah. He went all in to win. Um, 
And, you know, I guess it paid off, but at the same time, now you're going to have to deal with rebuilding for a while. And uh, that's going to, that's going to be rough. Um, yeah. If to, to anyone who says that Carson Wentz is a bust or not a good quarterback, I just don't know how you could say that. I mean, are you're you, a football uh, fan or why I know anything about football. If you think that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to understand that Johnny Manziel was an NFL quarterback. Uh, uh, Bebo was an NFL quarterback. Exactly. Um, Robert Griffin III was an NFL quarterback. Um, what's the, the the guy from the San Diego Chargers years ago? Um, Ryan. Ah, man, I forgot. One of the biggest busts. Oh, uh, Jamarcus Russell, Marcus Russell um, yeah. with the Raiders. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, there are, there are quarterbacks that are true busts. I don't think Carson Wentz's story is over yet. Um, and uh, even if it is over, it's largely because of injury. I don't think it's it's purely play on the field. I think it's largely because of injury. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Carson Wentz is the uh, the 2.0 of of Ben Roethlisberger. Like Ben, he his style of play uh, uh, matches up perfectly with Ben. And look at Ben now, like Ben. Well, not now, <laughs> like a couple of years before that. It, ben was lighting up the league in yards per uh, per pass, uh, touchdowns. He had mm-hmm. a great squad around him. And Indianapolis has potentially one of the best running games in the league. They definitely have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They yeah. have weapons around them that uh, um, that that Woods can 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 grow around and build mm-hmm. around. T.J. Hilton. Have, right. And they have a solid, if not – top five defense that uh uh that happened last year that got him deep into the playoffs so that's a great situation for him to be in uh for us we didn't really get much for him we got a second round pick and a third round pick that can become a first round pick next year um which that's like me giving you a mercedes and you giving me like uh chevrolet i don't know a a slightly dented and broken Mercedes. Yeah, so, well, I don't think Carson Wentz is you know a brand new Mercedes. No, he's definitely not brand new. But I mean, Mercedes, the name brand speaks for itself. Uh, <laughs> so you 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 get a higher end player for a couple of draft picks that could or potentially work out or could not, depending yeah. on how we draft. Which we don't have a very good history of drafting in Philadelphia anyway. Uh, so <laughs> at the end of the, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I wish, Car- I wish Carson was the best. Um, our fans don't deserve, uh, uh, his play, his, his sacrifice to the organization. Uh, yeah. and going forward, it's just, it's just a matter of, we got to rebuild, find somebody that's going to work for us and then just keep building from there. Yeah. I do want to ask you quickly. Um, is Jalen Hurts that guy? I don't know. I, I'm gonna keep that same energy. I'm like, it was only it was only four games last year that he played. He played well in one of the, in one of the games where they had the top one of the top rated defenses. He came in and just put uh put a put a put up a great show and won that game. Um, and then the other games, obviously, they figured him out. Um, I want to see what he does this year in the off season. See how he how he relates to the players. See uh, his wide receiving core. Um, how he learns the playbook a little better, especially coming in with a new offensive coach or new offensive system, new head coach, new offensive uh, coordinator, just new pieces around him. 
Uh, I want to see how he kind of grows from there because that's going to be another obstacle uh, this year. But honestly, I don't know. This the, the sample size is one year is still not enough. Like I want to see what he can do two or three years down the road because that's how long it's going to take for us to actually see these players, these rookies, and see how what how their development is. Like some people can jump that quick from year one to year two, mm-hmm. but. You know, it just depends on the player, how much work they put in, how much they understand the playbook, um, how much they can relate all that into the field. And if Jalen Hurts is has a solid second year, like Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, he he started what year three year three? I think he started year three. I think towards the end of year one. It was right before they traded Alex Smith, I think. Yeah. So so he uh uh Patrick Mahomes from year one to year two. Uh, big jump. Uh, he he had a grasp of the playbook already. He knew how to where he wanted to go with the ball. It, it also helps to have cheetahs and horse racehorses on your team. But still, uh, <laughs> he, he he made that big jump, and you know he made two Super Bowl appearances, one one. Like it's it's incredible the jump. So Jalen Hurts can be the guy. We just don't know yet. Okay, I, I'm gonna say. He's probably not the guy, I, and but I'm biased. I like quarterbacks that can pass a lot from the pocket. You know, like uh, e- even though Russell Wilson is a running quarterback, he doesn't run that often. Even though Patrick Mahomes is a running quarterback, he doesn't run that often. Um, I mean, put Dak that in there. Dak is a guy that won't run. Yeah, he's a great. He's a really good pocket passer. Um, I would say he's getting better and better. I, I still don't like his accuracy sometimes, but um, yeah, Dak is Dak is decent. Um, it sounds like you would actually want Dak on your team, which I find I wouldn't incredible. mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I, even even when I said that, I wouldn't mind having Dak on my team. I just don't like the Cowboys organization, but I think that Dak is a is a solid quarterback. Like he may not be a franchise, but he can definitely be somebody that can come off the bench and lead your team. If you have the right people around you, around him, he can, he can do some damage. I mean, look at, look at uh, the, 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 the Cowboys, what, four years in four four weeks into the season, he was lighted mm-hmm. up 450 yards on what for in two games, two of those four games, like they were killing people on offense. So yeah, he's, and he had weapons, and he had definitely improved a, a lot in terms of his passing. Right. So, um, I mean, I feel like Dak is a solid quarterback. That uh, is he a, is he a forty million dollar a year quarterback? I don't know. I, I that's that's up to how much you how much you want to be able to put weapons around the, the around uh, Dak Prescott. But at the end yeah. of the day, I mean, he's he is definitely worth. Uh, somewhere in the in the ballpark of 35, 38, somewhere around there, which they were trying to pay him. So we'll see. We'll yeah. See. And now that he's that that injury looks rough, man. So we I have no idea how to evaluate Dak going forward. We're gonna see what he is after that injury. Right. All I'm saying is he does get some good night's sleep though. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, wait, oh yeah, yeah. Is it Serta or is it sleep number? Sleep number. Sleep number. Okay. Sleep number yeah. So he's getting some great night's sleep. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He was like, oh, you know, I didn't sleep well last night before the game. Wait, wait, Dax. Wait, time out. <laughs> you got a sleep number for free. Okay. 
Exactly. Free. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I guess one last note. You you mentioned it quickly, but uh, Deshaun Jackson was released from the um, Eagles. That was his second run with the Eagles, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so he was released. Uh, he, you know, another wide receiver that's getting a little bit older. Uh, I still think he has still a place it. in this league. Still I think he could play with. Um, uh, man, he he reminds me. Obviously, he's a deep threat, but as his speed declines. I think he could really be kind of a really good slot guy, a good Julian Edelman, Danny, Danny Amendola type. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's got sure hands. He catches the ball. If he's healthy, he can get out there. He can run with the best of them. So um, I yeah, I, hope- I don't think he's lost that much speed to me. I was with you. I mean, he's, yes, he's slowing down because he's older, but I mean, you see him out on the field, like even when he was playing the what three or four games that he was playing, like in that Washington game, mm-hmm. he, he caught like what two bombs from Carson, uh, he ran by people. Uh, he's not he's not Tyreek Hill fast, <laughs> but he's fast enough to run by DBs. So. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you're right. The sample size has just been too small these last couple of years. Um, he's played in eight games. Yes. So um, we want to see more from him. Uh, but in those eight games, he has uh, three touchdowns. That's pretty good. And over um, 300 yards. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with Deshaun. Always rooting for him. Hopefully he can find a, a place. He's he's one of those exciting guys that we love to see on the field. So I'll take him in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, we, can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't afford him, though. Yeah. I mean, that's why you released him, right? <laughs> like you, you at some point, you got to get your, your books in, in line. Yeah, that's, you, that's, you need to go do an audit for them, Hubert. That's Jeffrey. No, nah, that's on Jeffrey. Jeffrey needs to uh, go ahead and go ahead and let him go. Get get somebody that that won't make player decisions on based on the relationship. Uh, yeah, you want to have a relationship, but do you understand it's a business? As a as a general manager, your responsibility is business first. Yes, yeah, so we. I mean, I like I love having a family atmosphere uh, in the locker room. And having camaraderie, but that's that was I feel like that's one of the Eagles' problems uh, for the longest time. We just we like to have family in the locker room, and that's that's why we that's why Vinnie Curry's still there, <laughs> why Brandon Graham <laughs> is still there. That's why uh, um, what's the other guy uh, Barnett's still there. So yeah. we've kept we've we've kept a lot of these players together because they are yeah they're decent players, but when you get accustomed to a certain style and certain way of playing mm-hmm. and you forget to put in your all, I mean, I'm saying that they're not trying to put in their all, but, con- but subconsciously you, you, you're so comfortable that, Oh, I'm going to take this play off. All right. That play could have cost us the game. You're not taking off every single play. You can take off one play and that's going to cost us the game. So yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a point where if the team is not working out, Blow it up! <laughs> you got to start. Fresh. You got to get somebody, some somebody else new that's gonna that's gonna keep focus, and that's the GM's job. He didn't do his job. Yeah, yeah, and and just to circle back around, I think it's a lot easier to do that stuff in the off season, so people don't say, "Oh, I moved over to this Absolutely city correct. and I, I moved my family over, and it's Absolutely just correct. unfortunate." Yep. I, it, Again, there. I don't know what the solution is, but it just seems like everybody feels uh, betrayed when either the player wants out or the team wants to move the player. So we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, one thing I want to mention before we wrap up, 
Uh, hopefully you can share, see my screen there. I see it. Um, this is the fan-controlled football league. That's right. <laughs> I have no idea how to even explain what's going on here. But Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Yeah, he is a part of the fan-controlled football league. Johnny Football is back. Uh, This is a modern, digital, uh, live-streamed football league where the the fans get to call the plays. Uh, They play on a 50-yard field, which is just weird, inside of an arena. Well, that's arena football, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, 50 yards, but I I think arena football was more than that. I want to say it was maybe 80 yards or so. Like, this is just wild. I saw some highlights, and I was just very confused, but also intrigued. So if you're interested, um, uh, let me know. I'm going to start uh, watching some of these recaps and seeing if I could catch a game live to to potentially call a play. Um, I think you just, you know, everybody that's watching gets to vote on the play that gets run. Uh, it's seven on seven. Like I said, 50-yard field, uh, no kicking, no special teams. Uh, One-hour game, so incredibly fast-paced. Um, Weird. Huh? That is weird. <laughs> what? I, I actually don't like, mind it. It's like one hour of a TV show, uh, one out, hour game. You take out special teams and kicking. That's weird. I don't know if I like it. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was it was fine for what was it? The AFS, the American Alliance League, or something like that. Yeah, the uh, American Football Alliance. Yeah, that was that was that was interesting. Then, I mean, I was like, I, it took me a while to be okay with it there but to take it off completely like i don't think i'll watch it without all the aspects of uh football that we know and love in the game so i don't know yeah yeah i mean obviously this is they're treating it like a digital product like an app or something like that because i think they're going to continue to iterate if it catches on uh they're two-point conversions now very weird it's literally one-on-one yeah, like one-on-one with the receiver. And I was like, that. wait, what? <laughs> so uh, just a whole new game. A lot of celebrities are are part of it. Uh, uh, Quavo uh, from, from the, uh, the Migos. Yeah. Um, uh, Ray Austin is the commissioner. Uh, a lot of guys in, in involved. And I, I expect to see, um, I expect to see a little more coming, but we'll see. Uh, it, I think just the experimentation with football is kind of cool. I, I doubt the league will, you know, carry on, but just the experiment experimentation with the technology and um, the rules is is very interesting. Yep. And it may be something that the Rock um, looks into now that he is the owner of the XFL. Oh, <laughs> yep. So um, that's that's something to look forward to. Uh, also, I want to mention uh, the HBO documentary on Tiger Woods was very good. If you want to catch that, you should catch that. Um, uh, you should also follow us, like I said, on Twitter, Instagram, YDKJ Podcast. Um, you can email us, YDKJPodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe. We are on Anchor. We are on Apple. Hubert added like three or four other uh, streaming platforms or podcast platforms. So now we we really should be everywhere. I mean, I uh, had an Anchor did for podcast. me, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I, but that's, that's the beauty of that platform. That's yeah, the beauty that of that me. platform. Yep. Uh, we are on YouTube. Please subscribe there. Uh, check out our blog, our blog or our website where we blog from time to time. Whitekitchenpodcast.com. Uh, anything else you want to add, Hugh? Uh, fly, Eagles, fly. It's all about the team. It's victory. Something, 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 something. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch my eagles fly, fly, eagles.
Eagles fly on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! I didn't know that middle part there. I got to yeah. go back Yeah. In. Just kind of da 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 through that, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Loyalty to the team is what it's all about, right? And I will like keep score, rooting for my Bengals. Score touchdowns, one, two, three, or something like that? Oh, yeah, something like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, good times. All right, uh, this is You Don't Know Jack. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. I'm Hubert Maitland. And we will catch you in the next one. Be safe and be well. Peace. Peace.